This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Is that supposed to frighten me? Well, it should. You see, this is how we deal with your kind. And yes, it's going to be unpleasant. Now, exactly how unpleasant on the left. That depends on you. Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is a show where there are no grown-ups to tell you what to do. Oh, we- thank goodness, because <laughs> I just don't like grown-ups. Yeah, who needs grown-ups, right? <laughs> and we also talk a little bit uh, about uh, the ABC show Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm good. How are you? I am doing excellent. Uh, we had a big episode this week, the uh, first part. It may be epic. I, 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 I would gonna, classify I, it I as epic. Say epic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. The first half of the big season finale for Once Upon a Time. Uh, we want to get into that. But first, uh, we promised you guys last week that we would be holding a contest. 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 Woo! To win uh, the... the <laughs> <laughs> To win the the novel, uh, the novel reawakened, uh, a once upon a time novel that they're coming out with uh, here in about a week or so, Something I think. Like that, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're giving away a free digital copy uh, through the Amazon Kindle store. And uh, you want to tell everyone uh, a couple details about okay, it? Okay. So what we're doing, we're just trying to you know build up once as we're getting in towards the end. Hopefully that energy will carry through the summer and started off really good in the fall. Mm-hmm. So what we'd like you to do, if you would like to enter the contest, is we want you to go to greetingsfromstorybrook.com and come on, comment on either last week's episode or this week's episode telling us exactly what you liked about the episode. Yeah, that'll be episode 24 or 25 of our podcast. Yes. We want to make sure that you actually listened to the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so mention something, something we talked about. Give us something weird that we talked about, you know, at minute 24, Anne-Marie coughed and didn't turn far enough. And yeah, no, fa- like no fair saying Gus Gus, because we mentioned Gus Gus every That's episode. That's inappropriate. Yeah, we're going to write you off for that one. Um, another way to enter is to, you know, help us build our listeners on Yield Facebook. Um you know, send people to Facebook, have them like it, and then there is actually a post that says, comment here for contest. They have to say who sent them, and that'll get you another entry. So, I mean, you can have like 25 people, just have them go like it and say, hey, mm-hmm. so-and-so sent me, and that's 25 more entries for you. And as of right now, we have like seven? Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. And I, I yeah. anticipate about all seven of those commenting on this week's episode as well. <laughs> they are our regulars. Yes, uh, there's two ways to win. Uh, you can enter as many times as you'd like within the rules. Um, speaking of those rules, if you if you want to check them out, you can go to bit.ly, that's bit.ly slash once book uh, to find out all the information about winning uh, Reawaken, the Once Upon a Time novel, completely for free in honor of the season finale. Uh, now, I guess we should talk about the first part 
of the season finale. You want to go ahead with the episode description? <clears throat> Regina is missing. The Charmings are scared. The Queen's getting tortured. She's a little impaired. Greg and Tamara are working for someone. And the treasure Greg finds isn't a fun one. A shadow takes Bay on a magical flight. All in this week's episode, Second Star to the Right. And what an episode it was. I, I, I think it might uh, – we won't get into the ratings or anything right now, but I think it might uh, be up there for me as maybe the best of the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, there was – it kept going. It was going. Mm-hmm. It was going. And that's what I think everybody's complaint is that never was it just going and going and going. Yeah, it, it had a big feel to it. Yes. Uh, but it I, felt finale-ish. Mm-hmm. It felt like you, know, you could tell going into it you were going to learn some stuff. Okay, uh, now one of the big questions that was posed in this episode, and, and we discussed this a little last week because of the 10-minute preview, but uh, who are Greg and Tamara working for? Because they they uh, make uh, several statements throughout the episode of, you know, they're not the only ones out there. People have been doing this for decades, taking down magical creatures. Sending things to headquarters to be mm-hmm. analyzed. Yeah, but uh, we still don't get a really uh, clear idea Right. Uh, of of who they are working for. Um, one uh, one of our listeners, uh, Alina, Lena. Lena, <laughs> did you not listen to the voicemail? Uh, yeah, we have a, a voicemail coming up from her too, where she reveals the correct pronunciation for her name. <laughs> uh, but uh, she and said, he will still butcher it, probably. Uh, but she says, "What if the home office is funded? The home office being uh, where Greg and Tamara work. Uh, what if the home office is funded by the Darling family?" That that's uh, who and that's who Owen and Tamara are working for. I uh, love the podcast. Looking forward to listening uh, from Alina, Elena, Aluna. Oi. Anyway, no, <laughs> I thought that was a really good theory because uh, when Bay is warning Wendy about uh, magic, magic uh, he says, you know, that magic doesn't belong in this world. And then Tamara says uh, that magic does not belong in this. It's world. unholy. It doesn't belong in this world. So that's a very interesting theory. I would not be surprised at all if the Darling no, family. No, like Wendy started. Yeah, when Bay got fun. taken away, uh, she started the uh, whatever anti magic society is going on. <laughs> yes. But I, I thought that was a really good idea and probably actually the best theory I've heard so far for who they're actually working for. And I, I really think the only thing that has any sort of clues to it, because I don't think that they've really they've dropped given any nothing. hints. They've given nothing that mm-hmm. we – I mean nothing that made sense, mm-hmm. nothing that anybody seems to have picked up on. Um, <clears throat> sort of going with that, um, Wendy, how did she know so much about Neverland before going? It's a shadow. It doesn't talk. I don't that know. really bothered me the second time watching it. I was like, mm-hmm. wait, wait, you haven't been there yet. How how do you seem to well, know all Did this? they ever explicitly state that she hadn't? Well, yes, obviously she yes. came back scared, so she, she probably hadn't been there before. Petrified. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe the shadow like imparted knowledge to her of Neverland somehow to try and tempt her out the window. I don't know. He was scary, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Why would you jump out a window with that thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and it it was a uh, well. We'll talk a little bit more about the nature of that shadow here in a few minutes. Yeah, but I I, I don't know quite how she knew about Neverland. I, I'm I'm assuming it's something that happened off screen, though. Yeah, I mean, obviously it happened off screen because we didn't see it. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. I just it felt very odd because she mm-hmm. did. She never mentioned Peter Pan, <laughs> which is also no. 
You know, because that's Mm -hmm. the classic is her mother was telling them stories of Peter Pan and Neverland and all Mm -hmm. that. And then she would keep telling them to the boys. I mean, I can see her telling them to the boys now. Yeah. But I I don't know. It's hard to say. I will say, uh, depending on who, how they reveal, do the Peter Pan reveal? Uh, this is definitely, I think, the darkest. If if, if that shadow was Pete, the Peter Pan from the stories, this is by far the darkest reimagining of a fairy it's tale. So petrifying. Oh yeah, uh, Neverland is called Neverland because you can never leave. Yes, and when and when they were flying, you could hear the kids screaming. Oh yeah, screaming and like, crying. Okay, granted, the first time I watched it was after midnight. I had just worked <laughs> seven hours. I was really tired, but it was really good. And then I re- just rewatched it. And I was like. Mm-hmm. There are crying children here. Yeah, it was. I don't want to go to Neverland anymore. It was completely dark and twisted. Not at all what I was expecting, but I loved it. Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah, but uh, very, very interesting. Uh, And I guess it really just depends on if that shadow was Peter or not as to how you interpret it. I know. Which is something, a reveal they've saved for a little bit later, I think. But do you think they're going to reveal it next week or do you think they'll carry it over? Oh, I don't think they carry that over the summer. You sure? That's that's a pr- pretty big thing, especially since they're on the pathway to telling Bay's just... full adventures in Neverland. Yeah, we like to do that type of thing, though. We like mm. to hold off. I, w- I would assume by the end of the episode, by the end of the the season finale, we'll we'll know one way or the other. Right. What's going on with Peter Pan? Uh, which we'll talk a little bit more about too in a minute. Um. Well, do you just want to do that and we can come back to my other thing? Okay, uh, yeah. Makes more sense. <laughs> uh, I, the note I have here is, is Bay Peter Pan? Because right now, still unclear. Yes. Still completely unclear. I, I think it's uh, one interesting thing that was mentioned in the episode is Wendy said that the shadow uh, sh- started showing up at the window around the same time Bay, Bay showed up at the house. Right. So is it his shadow that you know somehow got separated from him and is you know, looking for him. But how would his shadow have gone? Like, that's the thing. It's weird. How would his shadow have spent time in Neverland? Well, may- he came maybe straight from. Maybe on the trip through the portal, maybe his. Separated? Yeah, like his shadow, shadow got sucked out and went to Neverland, and he's been coming to London to try and find his body looking for the right boy. Maybe that's why the shadow yes. wants a boy. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. It's uh, This is just. Yeah. It's such a good storyline. You mm. almost don't even know what to say. Like, I feel a little speechless <laughs> on this whole thing because I'm like, mm. I don't I don't think I can even guess what they're going to do with well, it. Well, we've been anticipating and wanting the Neverland stuff. Yeah, since the beginning of the season, since like Tallahassee. Right. And we were just so. like, and there it is. Yeah. Yeah, th- that's one thing. Uh, you know, we kind of uh, said back then that we thought Bay might be Peter Pan. Uh, one part of our theory that doesn't look like it'll be coming to pass is I thought that the b- little boys that August left with uh, in Tallahassee yeah. were the Lost Boys. And yeah, I don't, no. th- don't think that's happening at this point. Highly doubt. Well, no. no. But uh, one thing I kind of wonder is if Bay isn't Peter Pan, what will his, his relationship with Hook be? Because we know he it's knows how to, how to pilot or, or how, how to steer a Captain. pirate ship. Right. So is is Bay going to be part of the Lost Boys going up against Hook, or is he going to be a new member of Hook's crew? Right, which is – well, he definitely doesn't have a positive relationship with Hook as we saw in New York. Mm-hmm. They – you know, there, there was a bit of a fight. They bristled. They, they, 
they, they got into a tussle. But I, I would imagine even the best of pirate friends can have a pretty wicked <laughs> falling right. out. Well, and it kind of makes me think um, along the lines of Hook with Robin Williams, like that mm-hmm. whole dynamic. I don't know. Oh, like like How maybe if if, if and- Bay got when Bay got sucked through that portal, if he went to Neverland, then it could be like Hook coming or growing up Pan coming back to Neverland. Yeah. That could be cool. That sort of. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just uh, there's just so many ways they can go, and it's already so dark. We like dark mm. though. It's <laughs> yeah, it's been us. fun. It's been interesting. Okay, completely. Let's just whoop switch, switch a little gears. bit here. Where did Greg get this machine that he's shocking Regina with? Did it come in with the package? I mean, there was stuff in there, but that that looked like standard uh, sardine packing equipment to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you pack sardines. No, but didn't they? Uh, didn't they bring a van into Storybrooke with Hook and a bunch well, no, of it, their it, equipment it, and stuff? It was a. It looked like a, <coughs> you know, like a Enterprise run a car, mm-hmm. like whatever. Yeah, but uh, regardless, U-Haul. there it is. Regardless of how it got there, the whole all the torture sequences were just like insane. It actually, and, like I felt bad for Regina. Yeah. Yeah, I felt really and, bad. and by proxy, <laughs> Snow White. Snow White, I knew. Oh, like was that crazy. was that was a uh, exactly the wrong curse for Rumple to choose. But he did it because they interrupted his date. Yeah, well, I mean, he he probably he he might not have known that Regina was you know being given electroshock yeah, but he probably therapy. Anticipated something. Yeah, he knew it wasn't good. Yeah, Rumple. I don't I don't know what to think about Rumple these days. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure we have a yeah we have we have we have a few comments up. on that. No, but it was very disturbing, and uh, <laughs> it really made I uh, it graduated uh, Greg slash Owen into someone who who I was still a little unsure about to thinking he's a total creep. Yeah, like, like absolute and total creep. He didn't creep. care that they were about to get caught. He's like, I'm going to kill her. Mm-hmm. This is the end of you. You know, yeah, like that stuff. Ah. Yeah, super duper creepy. I, I was kind of shocked that you know they got away at the in the end too. Mm, that both of them got away. Yeah, I was expecting one of them to get captured, like captured, probably captured, injured, something, mm-hmm. you know, knock a foot off or something. I was actually and another thing. I was actually surprised. Um, did she actually kill his dad? Or you know, those could be anybody's remains. You know, I was wondering that myself because it's not her. You know, the, she. You'd think if she had killed him, she would have been upfront about it. Yeah, but maybe she was just trying she was to trying tell to torture him. him. Well, trying to torture him, and maybe she thought if she told him something, even if it was something he didn't like, she'd that, live. Yeah, that she might live. And uh, I mean, obviously, there was the body there at the campsite to back it up. Yeah, but I don't know how hard. I mean, she she does like to kill. She does. I oh yeah. I'm I'm sure there are bodies buried all over Storybrooke. Right. It, it, it's just a uh, why why else would she have chosen the campsite? But I could totally see Regina, you know, killing lying him? about it. Yeah. Well, killing him, of course, but lying about it as well. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense that she'd have killed him because she was just just coming out of mm. fairy tale land where she just as we saw last week, would kill whole villages without a blink of an eye. Yeah, plus he rejected her hard, <laughs> and she doesn't take rejection very well Mm-mm. at all. We think that the boy will be um, Rumpel's undoing. I think Lacey is going to be Rumpel's undoing. Yes. Yes, yes like there's... 
he was doing so good. He was turning slightly good. Mm-hmm. He was about to build a relationship with his grandson who he, he thought was, he had to kill. Yeah, he was morally conflicted about that. Yes, he was actually conflicted about it. He may have had a relationship with his son until Lacey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure in this episode she convinced him to kill Henry. <laughs> so, but that was such a quick convincing. Well, it, you, you know what? I have a small, like, micro theory about Rumpel that I don't think holds a lot of water, but I still kind of have it just because I love the character so much. Share and with I, the group. I, I, do you think he's faking being bad so bad Lacey will fall in love with him? Yes. You know, in that it, he has no intention of being bad bad he's just putting on a show for Lacey. Mm -hmm. it looks like a show but he doesn't want to you know let anyone else in on it because well it's rumple and he likes to have his schemes going on yeah he doesn't it's a whole different kind of bad Mm -hmm. like he used to torture people with reason and he's not really doing that he's doing a show yeah 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 i think i think basically he's just trying to get Bad Lacey to fall in love with him well, so they can kiss and have true love's kiss and break the curse and bring actual Belle back. Uh, that's my that's my thinking at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's working. She would like to be immortal with him, mm. which is creepy. A <laughs> little bit. She's a little creepy. I would like yeah. old Belle back, please. Mm. Now, what do you think uh, is going to happen with uh, Rumple when he finds out about Bay being sucked into another realm? Do you think he's going to spearhead a, uh, a a rescue mission, or do you think he's just not really going to care anymore? I think it depends on what Lacey's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> do I, no, I, I think he's going to care. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. Yeah, and I mean that's another thing that makes me think that Rumple's you know playing a game with Lacey uh, because. After everything he went through to try and get his son back, to just, like he does in this episode, uh, just kind of say, forget you. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like it would be that easy for him to let go of it. He hasn't had almost any interaction with him the whole time, like mm-hmm. in Since like four episodes or something. Yeah. Like other than creepily watching them at the park, that's mm-hmm. pretty much all they've done. And it's it's horror. It's yeah. hard. Like, you know, you, you see your friend with the bad person. And you just mm-hmm. go, yeah, you're ruining that person. Yeah. I would imagine if there's going to be any fallout or revelation from that situation again, it'll be next week. Yeah. Oh, it has to. Some That whole relationship has to come to come to a head. Yeah. I have a feeling next week is just going to be like mind-blowingly huge. And it's going to have to be fast-paced. There's a lot to get in in an hour. Mm-hmm. Well, what, yeah. A lot minutes? of spoilers we've heard already. Yeah. Um. So we're into my next one? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. We're a little – there was a lot of things that went together, so Mm -hmm. we blended a little. Um, Did you notice in the beach scene that there was somebody in the background? I did not. See, I noticed it both times I watched it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, normally if you see – because you could definitely see, you know, there was a gap. Uh And you could see somebody, you know, walk by. And it was so – it was – I mean – it could have been crew messing up, but yeah, I or doubt I mean, it. it could have been a background player or something. Yeah, but who, normally you'd still see who they are. There's no just background on mm-hmm. the beach and 
Like what, what? What was the person doing? You where couldn't they, see. It was completely. It, it was just so blurry. You could see a shadowy person walk across, and you know, the first time I was like, "Is that Greg? Is that you know mm-hmm. what's going on?" But then they never zoom in, and he never, and you know, he didn't leave the cannery. Yeah. So that's why I thought it was a little odd. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know, maybe if our listeners want to take a look and see if, if you're not going to be able to zoom it, you, you're not going to no, be able to no, zoom it. It was very pixely. Okay, well, I guess remains to be seen. Exactly. I, I mean, I mean, it could be nothing, mm-hmm. but it's just it actually stood out to me, and things don't stand out to me very well. So I thought it might <laughs> actually be something, or like I said, it's the crew bringing somebody mm-hmm. in the background coffee. Now, as far as something that did really stand out to me, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the big flight scene with Bay yes. uh, being yes. uh, taken through uh, the <laughs> London skies and around Big Ben with uh, Pan or the Shadow or whoever. I think might be it might be the best special effects sequence the show's ever done. It was scary again it, with the scary. It, it was weird because it was scary, and then they'd focus on Bay and not really show the shadow too much, and it was just beautiful and like yeah, everything you imagine, you know, like Peter Pan's flight down at Disney World. Yeah, uh, j- just that kind of feeling to it. It definitely yeah. And then they'd show the shadow again, and you'd be like, oh wait. <laughs> That's right. He's being taken there by some sort of wraith. But you know, if for <laughs> for for all of the uh, the criticism the special effects have got this season, both from us and I was from, about to say from us and from others, I, I think they really outdid themselves in that that sequence in it, particular. It looks like they were saving up. Yeah, and it's- you know, I would I would anticipate uh, our first glimpses of Neverland. Uh, are going to be cool. Yeah, are going to be just insane. It's going to be amazing. Like, and mermaids. Mermaids and, and fairies. So mm-hmm. we know we're getting mermaids and fairies. Yes, which is Probably fun. won't see the mermaid till next season, as confirmed by people. 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 People who know people. People who run the show. Um, okay. How <coughs> did the home office analyze the stinking gem in under 12 hours when there's no way they could have shipped it anywhere? Yeah, it wasn't even 12 hours. It was like a few hours. I know. Because Tamara went out for a run and then... I was being generous with the 12. Yeah. I was going to say 24, but that's just ridiculous. I don't know. Well, obviously, whoever HQ is uh, has to have an intimate enough knowledge of magic to where they could just get faxed a picture of that and be like, oh, that'll destroy Storybrooke. Well, how do they even know that? I I don't know. Like how how does anybody else have that intimate of a knowledge mm-hmm. that they can know the trigger that's going to destroy the world in a sense? Well, I guess you know a secret society uh, that's been around for decades, if not centuries, devoted to destroying magic. I could see them knowing it, but they would have had to have run into something. They would have had similar. To run. Yeah. But, uh, then again, they did make the mention of this is not the first time. Yeah. The first time it split over, uh, which I, I would assume the first time might've been, uh, or that flashback to London and yeah. Bay. That's and what I Neverland. was thinking. Yeah. Um, which, again, connecting uh, the darling family. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it's just so hard to say until we know exactly who they are. But I mean, the, the important takeaway from that is that Greg and Tamara have, have the, the trigger. trigger now, the yes. thing that can destroy Storybrooke. And uh, we, we see we see in the trailer for next week's episode that, yeah, yeah there, there, that, there's some shaking going down. <laughs> yeah, there was a two minute preview or whatever. Mm-hmm. So spoiler in case, you know, for some reason you didn't go to the website. Yeah, they 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 activated it. Yeah. And it's weird how they have to activate it. Do you want me to tell you? 
Um, maybe maybe we should save that for a little later. Okay. If I'm at just all. asking. Okay. But yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens. It, uh, I I I can't see them destroying Storybrooke in the season finale. Although, if you were going to do it anywhere, I guess That's the season finale would be the best way to go. They're about going it. to end this one in a giant puff of blue mm. smoke instead of purple. It's it's just like it, it feels like if you destroy Stro- Storybrooke, you're destroying the elevator pitch for the show, yeah. <laughs> basically. And but where, in two and seasons, where does it go from there? It won't all work. Mm-hmm. There's like that's I mean that's the only way is oh, it's yeah, not going to work. I, I'm sure our main characters or at least most of them will make it out alive if Storybrooke does get destroyed. Though somebody does need to die. It's been two seasons. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to die. Like uh, do, you, do for the season finale next week? Do you see the end result being you know our main characters get away, Storybrooke is destroyed, or do you see it as uh, Storybrooke? is destroyed and our main characters are captured by this anti-magic society. No. I, I, I want them to get away. Yeah, I want them to get away too, for sure. For sure. I want them to bring down this anti-magic society, but that's probably not going to happen. That seems like something they're setting up for a bigger role in season three. Well, maybe, ha ha ha, maybe one of them gets carried over with them. That could, and then they have one on the other side. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. Could be very, very, very interesting. interesting. Okay, and now my last and final slightly vainish point. Can Mother Superior do something other than heal people? I hope. Okay, because she's supposed to be like the know-all, be-all of mm-hmm. fairy tale land, and all she does is wave her pretty wand over and heal or almost heal or whatever people. Yeah, I think they and they called her out for that to stop Regina that one time. Yeah. But for for someone but who still was still it was like a minute and a half scene. Mm-hmm. Like she should be such a bigger role yeah. and I know the actress is on another show as a main character. Mhm. Yeah, it's like for as powerful as she's portrayed in uh, Fairy Tale Land, right. uh, she she doesn't get a lot of play in, in the real world. No, not at all. And she's got her power. Mm-hmm. She's got her wand. We've got fairy dust in the in the mines. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Okay, so uh, let's see. Uh, second star <coughs> to the right. Uh, out of five. Black trigger diamonds. <laughs> I thought it was brown. Was it brown? Yeah, it looked brown. Darkish purple. Out of five darkish purple trigger diamonds, how many dark five. purple? Five. Five? Five. Five? Yeah. Explain that. Dude, we just did. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It explained things. It set things up. You mm. never felt like, you know, you didn't look at your watch. You didn't check Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. It just you wanted it just to keep going and going and going and going, and that's a good episode when it just you want it to keep going and you're not just like okay I can wait. Definitely, definitely, and I I I would give it five darkish purple trigger diamonds as well. I like you said a great episode, well paced, uh, paid off some stuff that we've been waiting for from season one, like what happened to Bay. Yeah, because uh, we had, we knew what eventually happened to him and that he turned into Neil Cassidy, but we didn't get that filler uh, information and, you know, why he hadn't why he wasn't like 200 years old. Right. So uh, also 
can I say, I felt a little bad for him with the whole realizing that Tamara mm-hmm. had just been playing him from second one. Oh, oh yeah, I, I loved Tell it. Tell me how long! I, I, I loved it. They were walking through the thing and he, he was like, oh, yeah, it was Greg and you thought it was Tamara. Whack! And nope, it was down. me. <laughs> but a very, very good episode. And uh, I will say uh, right here at the end of our episode discussion, we have decided next week because it's probably going to be a real big finale mm-hmm. that we're going to uh, – we, we generally try to record Mondays. We try. You know we fail, but we try. Yeah. But uh, we're going to go ahead and officially schedule our episode recording for next week uh, to uh, probably Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on your work schedule, just so we have <laughs> – uh, probably work both. <laughs> so we have enough time to kind of process the episode. And we want your feedback, too, ex- not just for the finale, but for the entire season – uh, just uh, real quick, you can write us at greetingsfromstorybroke at gmail.com, or you can comment on the website, and we'll get it. And uh, we'd love to feature all of your comments about as the— As much as humanly possible, mm-hmm, of course. About the finale and about the uh, season as a whole, what you thought of the season as a whole for next week. So uh, keep, keep that in mind, and now, it, you know, once we hit Sunday 9 p.m., start sending them in for us. Uh, now we're going to take a break and welcome a new sponsor to the show. And uh, you may have heard the, heard of the sponsor. They're called Audible. Uh, they do audiobooks. Uh, and for you, the listeners of Greetings from Storybrooke, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out yeah, give you the opportunity <laughs> to check out their service. It's a new ad, folks. It'll take me. We're a working hours. on it. <laughs> But uh, we have a couple recommendations here. Uh, first, I'd like to uh, recommend – I have mentioned several times on the podcast the comic book series Fables, which is uh, kind of the same – a similar premise to Once Upon a Time in that storybook, char- or storybook characters are transplanted from the storybook land into the real world. <laughs> and there is a uh, novel uh, based in the Fables universe called Peter and Max, and they have that up on Audible. And uh, that's what I'd recommend. Do you have a recommendation? I do. Peter Pan. Ah, appropriate. But read by Tim Curry. Oh, that sounds amazing. Like that was – I was, you know, searching around, seeing what fairy tale-esque books I could find. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. When you see something read by Tim Curry, it just sort of jumped at me. I was like – I listened to the beginning clip. It's going to be on my list of things I want to download this week. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just awesome. His voice is just perfect. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And, and wh- one of the nice things about Audible is, yeah, like a lot of stories like, say, a Peter Pan or Grimm's Fairy Tales, they're in the mm-hmm. public domain. But Audible I, brings in such great voice actors yes. to read these stories to you. So, and it's something you can do, you know, when you're at the gym, when you're driving around in the car or whatever. Exactly. You can just uh, pop in some headphones or turn on the stereo and you can listen to an audiobook as you're driving. It saves you a lot of time. It saves too. you a lot of time. Like when I used to have a real job and work in an office, mm-hmm. I would go through a book like every other day. Yeah. And, and it was what, awesome. One of the secrets I actually use is I, I generally listen to them at about one and a half times speed. So you can get through even more audiobook in, in you know half the time. I don't so, know how you even focus on it like that. It takes some getting used to, but it, it works sure. out. But uh, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash storybrook for your free audiobook. And we thank audible.com thank very you, audible. much Welcome for to the show. Uh, sponsoring the show. And now on to the news. News. Okay, ratings. How'd we do? I didn't even look. 
Uh, we fell another tenth of a point from last week. Who didn't tell their friends to watch? I don't think anybody did. Nobody listened to us. Nobody evangelized the show. <laughs> Just kidding. You're not no, losers. But, but uh, it fell to a 2.1, which is disappointing. But I think uh, – and they haven't announced – I think uh, the announcements for uh, the fall season on ABC are May 14th. Uh, they haven't announced the season three yet. I think we're still pretty much guaranteed one now, though, with all the so. extended media they're doing, the comic book, the There's novel. There's no way they would be doing this much media mm, if, if they, they weren't at least doing a third season. Yeah. But again, I think we talked about this last week. If the numbers don't get up that first half mm-hmm. of the next season, there's no way there will be a fourth. Well, and I mean they could even do something with the numbers slipping how they have been uh, and you know cut the order to like – 11 or 16 episodes yeah. instead of the full 22. And nobody wants that. No. Nobody wants no, that. No, not a, it, And that's going to be really hard mm. on them since they're trying to launch the spinoff. Yeah. Because that's going to, I mean. Well, wasn't the spinoff supposed to. Buffer? Yeah, fall into the big breaks like we had this year. Right. But still, you know, if you end the season in February or something, it's not going to. Yeah. It's still trouble yeah but fingers crossed uh they'll they'll pick up a bit for the finale yes okay some other fun things uh all my news is regina based this week (laughs) so um you may have noticed that regina went to fantasy land at disney world yes okay me and my son watched this like three times (laughs) (laughs) we watched the uh, the little clip and then we watched the behind scenes and Mm -hmm. he's like i want to watch it again we're also in the process of planning a trip to Disney for <laughs> next year, so he's a little crazy. On he's like, I want to do this, so now I think he wants to like do everything she did in the clip. Mm. But it's just a fun little, you know, snippet again. More media that they're doing because, like, you in the behind the scenes, they started at like six fifteen in the morning. Yeah. You're not getting people into Disney World at 6.15 in the morning. Yeah, I saw in the Once Upon a Time Reddit there were some people who were there that day who were like sitting in Gaston's Tavern and Regina was (laughs) – That's awesome. And stuff. But yeah, it's just a cute little clip. She basically, you know, wanders through uh, Fantasyland. Telling them off. Yeah, there's some fun jokes. It it doesn't stick with Once Upon a Time continuity Not even really. Not at all. Mm -mm. In fact, that's probably the only reason I didn't like it. For one, there was a beast yeah. that wasn't Rumpelstiltskin, although she mentions Rumpelstiltskin. Does she? Well, she said something about keep evil, man, or something like, like yeah. keep angry. And then the like, little girl walks by in the snow white dress and oh, she's like, no. seriously? <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. Definitely. That was awesome. But yeah, uh, that, that link uh, to that little uh, Fantasyland short with uh, Regina will be in our show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Okay, and like I said, it's all Regina all the time this week. Congratulations, Lana Perea, on your engagement. This actually, it just broke about an hour before we were recording. So (laughs) I was, you know, just searching for some news. And I was like, hey, she's engaged. That's cool. So congratulations. The evil queen can know love after all. Precious. Precious. So... That's that's my news for this week. Yeah, that's pretty much it for the that's news. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. it's Monday. We never mm-hmm. really do record on Monday, so nobody's written anything except reviews, and I don't want to read someone else's review. Okay, well, uh, some people have written things Our to us written. and uh, done voicemails and stuff, so let's go ahead and get back into uh, listener feedback. Right, uh, now, first of all, uh, we have a voicemail from Elena, and uh, we'll let it speak for itself. Here we go. Hello, greetings from Storybrooke. To pronounce my name is um, Alina. I think Bill Meese said it right. I wanted to say uh, I love your podcast. You're very funny and insightful. I love the way you summarize the episode into a poem. 
this is just my theory, but what if Rumpelstiltskin just didn't need Dr. Love just to trick Regina, but also wanted to learn everything about science so he could um, trump science, or, I mean, trump badger over science? That's my theory. Maybe that's the reason why he wanted to know everything Dr. Love knew about science, not just to trick Regina, but maybe he foresaw something that science can defeat magic or counteract it in a way. That's why he wanted to um, learn everything that Dr. Love knew. So that's my theory. My name is Alina. That's how you pronounce it. I don't care that y'all pronounce it wrong. Most people I know pronounce it wrong. That's why they used to call me by my middle name, which I can't stand. So thank you for your podcast. I love you. I mean, I don't love you. I mean, I love your podcast. Thank you. We love, we you, love too, you, too, Alina. <laughs> I know that's an interesting theory, though. Do you think Rumpel knew that magic had this weakness, and that's why he reached out to Dr. Whale to begin with? Very possible. I, you know, if if anyone, he's a seer too, though, so he mm-hmm. may again. Have he may have foreseen it. the he's, secret society. God, and, he's foreseen so many things. Yes, very much. But uh, yeah, ve- very interesting theory. And thank you. Uh, you want to go ahead and read the next one? All right. When, okay. Hello, Win. Hello, Win. You made me giggle with this entire thing. <laughs> okay. Hello again. Here's a question for discussion. Do either of you consider Once Upon a Time to be a soap opera? I spent much of the last week reveling in the online return of all my children, which I have loved for 40 years. As I read articles about the actors and plot lines, I found newspaper columns that recap multiple soap operas, and several of them included Once Upon a Time in the company of more traditional daytime dramas, such as Bold and the Beautiful. Here's one link to an example. Okay. Well, we'll have that link in our show notes. Right. Okay. I can totally see the show lining up the nighttime soapy drama genre of Dallas, etc., mm-hmm. And the presence of supernatural stuff doesn't kick it out of the soap opera land. There was passions, witches, and talking Pinocchio-ish dolls, <laughs> and Port Charles vampires, or Dark Shadows, every literary monster ever. Once Upon a Time does employ a lot of soap, soapy tropes, evil twin, amnesia, back from the dead, baby mm-hmm. snatching, etc. I gotta say, it seems really sudsy to me, which may be why I like it. <laughs> Can I just say, in college, I lived on passions, mm-hmm. and... When the midget died, it was really sad because he died in real life, so he had to die on the show. Ew. Yeah, it was one of those. But yes, I totally mm. – I never thought of it. Uh-huh. But it, the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, this is straight soap opera. Oh, yeah. And I I, I, I can definitely see the point, especially uh, what you mentioned when about uh, the, all the soapy tropes. Yeah, there's a lot of soapy tropes. I, I don't know if there's any more than, say – in a Desperate Housewives or even an issue of, I don't know, Superman or something. You know, it's just a, I think, I think they're more genre tropes, but there, there is a lot of soap opera esque stuff in once for sure. Um, I, the, I th- she pointed out like the amnesia and the evil twin stuff. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was true. Yeah. There's always an evil twin in a soap opera. Yeah. And I, I think, I think really uh, what it comes down to is production value uh, because you, you know, <laughs> when it, the number one thing I think of when I think of a soap opera is cheap sets. They come in and shoot a month's worth of episodes in a week. And, yeah. it, you know, it's just, you know, mass content shoveled out the door right. just to fill the airtime, which is how they originated. So uh, I, I don't know if I would say it's a soap opera just simply because of that divide of the production value of, of the two different types of show. But it definitely uh, feels a lot like a soap opera. It, it has sometimes. the feel to it, definitely. Mm. All right. Let me do this one too. Yeah. Okay. All right. And we got another letter from Hope. I'm just taking a little snippet that we sort of kind of touched on earlier. Um, 
Okay. She says, um, Wendy says that it started coming around the time that it being the shadow, the time Balefire arrived, and it only sought out boys. I think that is specifically looking for Bay. We don't know how many worlds the shadow can travel to. I've believed for a while now that Killian, Captain Hook, is mm. Peter Pan. I have talked about this in my past reviews and feedback as well as on other posts with other oncers. I believe that Killian is controlling the shadow for one of two reasons. Um, let's see. He, said, uh, he probably knows that Balefire is from Mila and he sought out Bay so he could use it as Rumpel's son against him. I cut out the second one because it was to reconnect with Mila. But if he has the hook, doesn't that mean Mila's already dead? Yeah, and yes. I mean they they That's traveled to Neverland after I, after his right. last confrontation with Rumble. Right. Rumpel. So uh, what? Yeah, but so it could be to use mm-hmm. Bay to get back at the crocodile. Yeah, that 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 is very interesting. What Hook's motivations, real motivations, were for going to Neverland? I I could totally see him going there to you know get a hold of the Dark One's son. Mm-hmm. But it, it just I guess it just depends on how much information he really had because I mean Mila exited the picture before Rumpel was ever the dark one and it, I mean they, there were a span of a few years there when things changed for right Rumpel and Bay uh between when Mila left and when uh Rumpel killed her right so I guess it really just depends on how much information Hook has has I I would hope and I've been saying this a lot tonight, but I would hope that we we will have the answers to these and all your other Once Upon a Time questions next week. Yay! But I thank you very much, Hope, for writing in. Yes. Uh, we would love uh, you to write in, too, like we mentioned earlier. Mentioned earlier yes. uh, we definitely want to have a lot of listener feedback in next week's episode. You can write us via email, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. You can uh, get a hold of us on Twitter, at GFStoryBrook. We have a Facebook, a Google Plus, a Friendster. No, a we don't. YouTube account? No, we don't have one of those either. But we, we have should a, have a YouTube account. We have a lot of other ways to get a hold of us, and you can find all of those at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. And we Where love- you can leave your comments and get entered to win the free digital book. Yes, indeed. And if you want more information on that, it's bit.ly slash once book. Uh, and we also love voicemail. Uh, definitely send us voicemails uh, for next week's finale episode. Uh, the voicemail number is 424 424- Two seven four two three five two, and uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, we're going to be doing another uh, podcasters roundtable. Round it's the, going to be yeah. It's the week following the finale, May twenty second. Right? May twenty second. Uh, so uh, keep an eye on our Twitter or Once Podcast Twitter or any of the other Once Podcast Twitters. <laughs> I mean, Once Podcast. And uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure we'll be letting everyone know when that'll be live, so you can come in and watch, ask us questions, all that sort oh, of that'd stuff. Be fun. And then we'll push it out as a special episode of our pod- podcast the week following the finale. Of course. So, so uh, do you have anything else? Yeah, sounds good to me. Okay, well, uh, I wanted to keep the episode down this week, and uh, totally we, did. we did keep it down by about 20 minutes, so that's good. Uh, so you didn't have to sit there and listen to us for Drone too long. on and on but and I, on. I, I can't believe, uh, one, that we hit episode 25. I know. Happy episode 25, everybody. Woo-woo. And that once is uh, almost out of close for the season. This was just like a little pipe dream this last summer. Mm-hmm. We were like, hey, let's do a podcast. And now we're 25 episodes in, thousands of downloads a week. A couple of fans on Facebook. A couple of fans on Facebook. 
<laughs> no, but we, we we want to thank everyone out there. Thank it, you guys. It, it's just been a joy doing this show and uh, interacting with everyone. Uh, I I won't name names because I don't want to pick favorites, but uh, we 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 love all of you. We love all of you. When guys. we responded, we love you too to Alina. We meant Elena. It. He <laughs> will never get it right. Just give up on it. <laughs> we meant it. Uh, but yeah, enough, enough, enough with the sentimentality, though. Uh, why don't you get out there and uh, get ready for the next next week's uh, season finale? Get some people. Spread the word. Mm-hmm. We we got to get the numbers to go up for the finale. Like, come on. We can't have another drop. Exactly. Exactly. Especially if you know anyone in the Nielsen house, uh, tie them up and turn <laughs> once upon a time on on Sunday. Shoot, tell them if they're leaving, just turn their TV on. <laughs> nice. All right. But uh, I guess that's about it. So uh, until, until next, next week. Greetings from Storybrooke. Storybrooke.